<laughs> Can we get you to grow the stash next week? I could probably squeeze out maybe a Dirty Sanchez. Not, not really a full stash. Fourth down pass from Fitzpatrick. Squeeze out a Dirty Sanchez. <laughs> Welcome to That's Good Sports. I'm Brandon. The NFL will not reverse pass interference even if Julian Edelman suplexes Avante Maddox on the way to the ground, Perna. This Edelman play was some BS, and Doug Peterson knew not to try and review it. Good NFL coaches in 2019 know not to trust the rules. Rules are not meant to be overturned, no matter how many times DeAndre Hopkins complains about it on Twitter. I don't know how to I don't know what the quotes do. Uh, I'll dive into officiating tomorrow. Broncos, Vikings tonight, today. This episode is all about Raiders, 49ers, Rams, and Patriots getting wins. If the Chargers can win in Mexico tonight, that will be a California sweep, people. This could be the last time four NFL teams from California win on the same weekend. So don't screw it up, Rivers. If you lose, Mexico will not allow you back through customs. And your sperm will be harvested for the cartels to raise an army of smugglers to sidearm cocaine over the highest wall Trump could ever build. But no pressure, Philip. Let's get sports. This is your daily NFL podcast of That's Good Sports. It's football that's good. Ever see an untucked button-down? They look bad. Why? because they weren't meant to be worn that way. Thankfully, there's Untuck It, the original button-down shirt actually designed to be worn untucked. No matter your size or shape, Untuck It shirts always fall at the perfect untucked length. And with the holidays near, there's no better gift for your favorite guy who needs an upgrade. With more than 50 plus fit combinations, Untuck It shirts look great on tall, short, slim, and athletic guys of all ages. You can find your favorite Untuck It style online or check out one of their 80 brick and mortar stores. Choose from styles like wrinkle free button downs, super soft flannels, outerwear, and more. And their website is so easy, they even have a whole page devoted to helping you find your fit. So whether you're shopping for the perfect holiday gift or just trying to craft a small, relaxed style of your own, Untuck It is the way to go. Visit UntuckIt.com and use code BLUE for 20% off at checkout. That's UntuckIt.com and promo code BLUE for 20% off. We've got the Raiders defeating the Bengals, 17-10. And I hate to be the bearer of bad news, Cincinnati, but your team has officially been eliminated from the, the playoffs. I know, I know, your hopes were high this week, but I think it's safe for you to focus on next season. At least you can celebrate Joe Mixon dancing for his 75 friends and family members that he paid to watch Bengals football. I hope that was not their Christmas gift. That's a worse present than when some asshole gives you the gift of a charitable donation to those in need. I asked for fucking Call of Duty Modern Warfare. How is giving money to an animal shelter going to help me kill noobs in the Battle Royale? An animal shelter, Aunt Martha? At least she didn't get me a newsboy hat like she got Uncle Mike or the Max Crosby mixtape like my brother got. I am not familiar with that hip-hop jingle, but when he and Cole Beasley become the next Criss Cross, remember, you heard it here first. 
Derek Carr started this game on fire. He was 12 of 12 with a vertical jump of 13-point white guy leaping into the end zone for a score. This game was quarterback Ryan Finley's second start in the NFL after getting dismantled by the Ravens. Here's the good news. Deshaun Watson also got dismantled by the Ravens. Is Ryan Finley as good or possibly better than Deshaun Watson? Well, let's take a look. No, no he is not. Like in his first start, Finley wasn't atrocious. He just didn't do anything particularly well. Hit on just 13 of his 31 attempts for 115 yards and a pick. Plus, he was sacked five times in the game, which offset his 47 rushing yards. Four of those sacks were courtesy of Max Potty Mouth Crosby. Who matched Khalil Mack's sack total for his entire rookie season in one game. Finley is not better than Andy Dalton, but the Bengals are doing the right thing by playing Finley for two reasons. First, so they can see if he's any good. Second, so they cannot fuck up their undefeated tank and get Joe Burrow with the first pick, who looks like he's getting better every single week. Running back Josh Jacobs continues to impress. He had 112 yards on 23 carries. All of their rookies in Oakland are playing well, in fact. Hunter Renfro had five receptions for 66 yards. Foster Moreau, who sounds like a great 19th century novelist, had his fifth touchdown of the season. Trayvon Mullen had the game-sealing interception. The Raiders moved to 6-4, and four, which means they're right there with the Chiefs at the top of the AFC West while they wait for Monday Night Football in Mexico. 49ers beat the Cardinals. Has the NFL figured out the 49ers? Well, that's what I would like to tell myself to ease the pain of the Broncos not hiring Kyle Shanahan, who once again dressed like a cool motocross dad who doesn't tell mom when you drop some vodka in your monster energy drink when it's just you and dad cleaning carburetors in the garage. The 49ers got Emmanuel Sanders back, but they've also been getting more production from their rookie wide receiver Debo Samuel, who had a big game until he had to leave the game early. Sources are telling me his mom picked him up outside of the stadium because she didn't want him hanging around the dad who lets the kids drink vodka and monster. Some dude named Ross Dwelly also had two touchdowns if you'll believe that. And to answer your question, does that mean George Kittle is a system tight end? The answer is a big old yes. Wait, never mind. scratch that, he just advanced Joseph D. The Cardinals were able to keep this game close because they stonewalled the 49ers on the ground. Just 34 rushing yards for the Niners on 19 carries, which, without even looking it up, I know is their low of the season. But the 49ers compensated through the air, which some people weren't sure they would be able to do when their run game was stuffed. Garoppolo had 424 passing yards, four touchdowns, two picks, joining Steve Young and Joe Montana as the only 49ers quarterbacks to throw for over 400 and have four touchdowns in a game. And just look at those Joe Montana numbers from the 80s. Way ahead of his time. Definitely better than Tom Brady. Kyle Juszczyk had seven catches, which I have to assume is some kind of record for a fullback. And even though Kyler Murray and Christian Kirk are both definitely very good, they paired up for the most comical drop of the week. 
This was all setting up on the last drive to be Chase McLaughlin's moment to redeem himself after missing that field goal on Monday Night Football. The Niners were down three late in the fourth quarter. McLaughlin was on the sideline looking on, and Jimmy G had to go and fuck it all up by throwing that illustrious fourth touchdown of the game to give San Francisco a four-point lead that would hold. Patriots beat the Eagles 17 to 10. What's up, Grunk Nation? I have a big announcement to make. I can't wait to drop it on all y'all this coming Tuesday. And if it is not CBD related, I might CBD in my pants. Crap Big Dookie, of course. Early in this game, Philly took nine minutes off the clock and threw a touchdown to Dallas Godert that was ruled an interception, but then reversed to an Eagles touchdown. This felt like it might have been as bad as the Jesse James call a couple years ago, but thankfully, justice decided to prevail and the Patriots did not. I repeat, did not get bailed out. There was a potential game-changing play in the third quarter where Matt Lacoste appeared to fumble in the Pats' territory, but the play couldn't be challenged because it was called dead due to forward progress being stopped. A huge call that could have shifted the game, so redact everything I just said about the Pats not catching a break. The Patriots scored on a 15-yard pass from Julian Edelman to Philip Dorsett, giving him one more touchdown pass than Tom Brady had. If you don't think Tom Brady cares about stats and being the center of attention, you are wrong. Edelman took the reins, made Brady a bottom in this game, threw the only TD, and even though he won, Tom acted like a child after the game. Yeah, I think I think that's right. Practice execution. Uh, up and down, that's what it looks like to me, so. Yeah, well, we just played for three hours, so I think everyone's a little tired. Not much. It was a good throw. So, thank you guys. Even Belichick had jokes in this hard-fought win. Yeah, good read on the play. Um, you know, Chuck across, it was open. You know, we had another off time to play, but I made a good decision. You know, this is quarterback rating up there pretty high. So, I'm sure we'll have to ice his shoulder down this week. The Eagles had a chance on fourth down late in this game. Wentz heaved the ball off his back foot to Nelson Aguilar. And Aguilar just let it fall off the tips of his fingers. You could argue that the Eagles are two Aguilar drops away from being 7-3 instead of 5-5. But it's okay, Philly. You still have the best real-life Madden glitch of all time. And the Rams beat the Bears on Sunday Night Football. Greg the leg, more like Greg the head, right guys? <laughs> Greg the leg, it's Greg the head. Here's a terrifying stat. Mitch Trubisky's 15-yard completion to Taylor Gabriel was the Bears' first first down on their opening drive since week five, which means they've started with a three and out every game since. But then the Bears reverted to very, very Chicago Bearsy type football, missing a field goal to cap off their first drive. But sure enough, the Rams gave the ball right back with the Todd Gurley fumble, and then the Bears returned the favor by not converting on fourth down. No worries, Jared Goff threw an interception on the ensuing drive. Chicago gets the ball back and missed another field goal. Never good to see a Twitter graphic better than an actual Bears kicker. This was just the first quarter, by the way. The point is that both of these teams are a comedy of errors and don't know how to play football very well right now. The Rams did break the tie in the second quarter, 
but even that field goal was arguably no good. And Tariq Cohen scored my favorite touchdown in this game when he smuggled the ball into the end zone like he was sneaking candy into the theater. Nobody ever suspects the little guy, do they, Tariq? We have far less places to hide candy on our tiny little bodies. Now, Matt Nagy had to whisper to Mitch Trubisky in this game. And he said, I know this will turn into a meme, Mitch, and I am sorry for that, but you're going to fake a hip injury, and I'm going to take you out of this game because we are definitely going to lose, and if I don't take you out, Aaron Donald might accidentally squeeze your brain through your ears if he sacks you and your head lands between his flexing pecs. I will not let you get Mason Rudolph. That's why we keep Chase Daniel around. Chase Daniel heard the whispers, was not pleased, Trubisky was thankful and revealed he was not hurt to Josh Woods on the sideline and that they were just waiting to see what would happen to Chase. Earlier, I talked about how good Josh Jacobs has been. Well, that's going to hurt even more for the Bears because Khalil Mack went this whole game without recording a single statistic. No tackles, no sacks, no nothing except played snaps. Between this and being reminded they passed up on Deshaun Watson and Patrick Mahomes every 30 seconds, there's that fucking meme, I wouldn't be surprised if Bears fans are trying to self-heart attack. Maybe they can look to division rival Stephon Diggs for the assist. Thanks for watching another episode of That's Good Sports. Did you like it? Let me know you liked it. I don't care how. Write me a letter thumbs up the video, send me a telegram, send, send me a singing telegram to retweet the video. I'm on Twitter, Instagram, at Brandon Perna, and follow at Wilkie6. He's my writing partner. He helps me. Follow him. This is your daily NFL podcast of That's Good Sports. It's football that's good.